There we go. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right. Movie uh, the Podcast. It is. Forgive me. I can never remember what the name of this month is. Is um what it uh I don't remember. Eddie Mogust. What is it? <laughs> yeah, Eddie Mogust. Yeah, it's Eddie Mogust. All right. Well, it's Eddie Mogust, and uh, <laughs> we missed a week. I'm sure you missed us. We missed you. But we watched uh, my Not pick. Really. I, we didn't miss you at all. We, you know, quite frankly, you know, a, a week break is kind of nice once in a while. <laughs> Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, we watched my pick, which is uh, Eddie Murphy's Dolomite is my name. Yeah, uh, a, movie that own... I, a movie that I've miscalled My Name is Dolomite about 8,000 times. Yeah, it's uh. I don't know if we're going to have a lot to talk about besides how great it is. It's just going to be a glowing review from this kid. So. Oh, I don't know about that. Really? I loved it. Yeah, well, no, it's going to be fun. No, I, no, I'm just kidding. I, I fucking loved it. It was great. I, I was, I, yeah, this, this episode might uh, devolve into the Chris Farley show. Um, this, this movie may be the reason why, you know, this is why I used to have the old, it's too good rule. It's, it's it's really good. I mean, it's, I it's like shockingly good, and like the like, but we'll get into it. So yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, so we have we have some things to catch up on since we didn't miss a week. So what did you all watch this week? Ow. Um, man, I watched eighty things. Was there tele? <laughs> or, did you watch a lot of Telemundo? Um, a did few. You watch Sabago Gigante. What's that? What's that? Uh, I don't know if it still exists. Sab- Giant, Sab- Giant Saturday. It's like a variety show on Telemundo. No, I did not watch that. Uh, two movies I watched parts of en Espanol while oh, yeah. in Playa del Carmen. Uh, I watched the last 25% of Real Steel. Which is the best twenty five percent of that movie to watch? It really is. <laughs> I still, um, I still haven't seen that. That's the the Rock'em Sock'em Robot movie. Can we right? watch yeah. it on? I, I missed that show. was that was that dark year where yeah. I just kept missing episodes. I was only on like half the episodes. Oh yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I think you'll like. I think you like that movie. At least it's it's no dumber <laughs> than Pacific Rim. What's the name of the fucking robot? And that's like Rowdy Boy or something. Loud Boy? Noisy Boy. Noisy Boy. I only know that from context of you guys talking about it. There's so many good names for the robot. There's Noisy Boy, Zeus, Adam, Twin Cities, which is a robot with two heads for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) It makes no sense. Like, these robots shouldn't have heads, period. They should be like the the Crushinator from Futurama, just a big block that runs people over. Right. <laughs> anyway, I watched the last 25% of Real Steel and Espanol. Um, it has served me well having seen it already. So I knew exactly what was happening, what was going on. I, I, um, I, have, a, I have a question. Did, did someone else do Hugh Jackson's voice or did Hugh Jackson dub it over in Spanish? Uh, I was did, somebody else. There's no way it was him. Uh, Hugh Jackson, the former coach of I'm the sorry. Cleveland yeah. Browns. That's who they have. Whenever oh, I guess whatever movie, all the X Men movies in in Mexico were dubbed over by Hugh Jackson. <laughs> that's what he's doing now. That's it is almost doing. it is almost football season, so you know. That's what he's doing now. He's not in the NFL anymore. <laughs> he's doing Telemundo dubs. He's like, I don't speak Spanish and I don't sound like him, but okay, a job's a job. Hell yeah. Um, hey man, work is work. 
I watched the, also the last like twenty percent of Independence Day two and Espanyols. What? what had you had you seen Independence Day two? I have not seen no, it. Yet. Had you seen but, it? Oh, but based on what I saw, I didn't need to have seen it. I saw yeah, it, Independence Day one, and it's yeah, uh, there's, there's, it's, it's pretty much the same exact thing. It's fucking terrible. I, is Bill Pullman still the president? No, no. He's like, I, I, I couldn't tell, but he's like in exile or something. Yeah, it's, he like has a full beard. He like lives in the woods, and then he comes back at the end to basically he does the Randy Quaid part. Yeah, in this movie, uh, he flies yeah. into the ship and destroys the ship. Yeah, and the fun part is that it ends on a cliffhanger for a movie that'll never come out. Yeah, they brought back uh, Brent Spiner, even though he clearly got killed in the first one. He got yeah. very killed in the first one. He had, like, strangled, and his neck, like, wrung out. Yeah, he was like, but he was... still... He was in this. I was like, wait a minute. Was he in it as a husk of a human being? Or no, like... he was like a full-fledged character. It was weird. And it wasn't his twin brother? Like, it wasn't written off like... Uh, I mean, was I it... couldn't understand it, so he might have been. Was it lore? That... Yeah. It was funny because, like, it had, it had, uh, it was dubbed and the Espanol. So I tried to put the subtitles on, but they were also en Espanol. That doesn't doesn't help. (laughs) No. Way to go. Um, That's just reading Spanish. Watch the, uh. Wouldn't it be weird if you couldn't speak Spanish, but you could read it? It's like (laughs) that family guy joke. (laughs) Mayamo Brian. Or Mayamo S. Brian. Actually, you just have to say Miami O'Brien. You don't have to say the S. Oh, you speak English. Actually, no, just these two sentences. That one explaining that <laughs> and this one explaining that. He's like, you're kidding, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Back when Family Guy had tried. Yeah. This, I used to love that show. Oh, we, we, all, we all South did, Park yeah. ruined it for me. It really did. Yeah, South Park murdered that show deader than anything. Yeah, it did, did him dirty. Um, what's the new Pixar movie, Elemental? Oh, oh how was that? It's like, I don't know. It's fairly mid. I heard I, it was getting dragged for a Pixar yeah. movie. I heard it was not good. And like, yeah, I feel like it's, it's the same story over and over. Like a coming of age, like, Dealing of age, they something falls in love with somebody who they can't be in love with, and hmm. blah blah blah. But like they going for the it's they go for absolutely, tears. Uh, not really. <laughs> it's absolutely it's absolutely gorgeous. Like it's a beautiful movie. Like hmm. the fire, all the fire stuff looks really cool, and the water and the different elemental things they do look neat. <laughs> but uh, I, it was like fine at best. Like kids hmm. will love it because it looks fun. It looks yeah. pretty bright colors on the screen. Um, watched Into the Spider Verse, the good one. Mm. Um, oh, fucking slaps. Um, I don't think I need to say much more about that. Uh, universally, universally loved on this podcast. Watched a DC animated movie called The Legion of Superheroes, which like. I honestly, I watched it on a plane and I fell asleep and missed most of it. It was so boring. <laughs> like, I typically like, really, really like all the DC animated stuff, but this one literally had like no characters I knew. 
I mean, the Legion of Superheroes to me is like the most like I I do not care about like Saturn Girl and no, matter eating like, land. I honestly and, didn't even know what it was until yeah. this movie. Like the Legion of Superheroes gogs, I'm sure you're not familiar with them because nobody no. is. I mean, yeah, is it like? Go ahead. Basically, it's it's a like a school like it's almost like an Xavier school, but it's three thousand years in the future. Yeah. Oh, like oh, so we're like kind of like Dune level depth. But they they were like inspired by Superman, and they're like yeah. teenage super. It, it's like an idea that should have been left in the fucking sixties. Like it's not like DC constantly tries to bring them back, and it's like you got to be like the most hardcore DC nerd to give a shit about those characters. What was the Justice League that wasn't the Justice League that was featured in Black Adam that screwed the Justice, Justice Society? Society. Yeah. Which I believe technically predates the Justice League because that the Justice Society is from like way early. That's like that's almost like the uh, the Defenders in Marvel. Yeah, the early World War Two era. Yeah, the 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 before Just, the Avengers came Justice around. Society was like like Wonder Woman and like Spectre and the Sandman and like really old characters. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think Superman was in Justice Society. I know it's very old. Anyway, sorry, Alex. No, but this, like, the the League of Superheroes is not... It's only an hour and, like, 15 minutes, and I couldn't even keep my eyes open that long. Like, it it revolves around Kara Zor-El, who comes from... Comes from, uh... Krypton, but she didn't... She was really like a black hole or something that distorted her time. So in the time that it took Clark to grow from a baby to his like adulthood, she basically instantly transported here somehow. So she was expecting him to be a baby, but he's grown up and she's still like a teenager and immature. So he takes her to the future to see if she can fit in with these guys because she is just obliterating shit in the modern time. <laughs> she she doesn't understand her power and stuff like that. And it has like Brainiac Five and Brainiac all, like Five, yeah, so fucking Brainiac. weird. Yeah, but like all the characters, like you don't care about any of them because they're yeah. all just like almost like palette swapped Superman. Yeah, they're characters. all really boring, and also they have like really boring '60s costumes. Like they're not like there's nothing dynamic about them. I would yeah. say so far in the future, like how can you have any frame of reference to care about them? Yeah, well, they're they're like their own thing. That like again, they were very like '60s comic book idea, like or maybe even '50s. I think '60s though. But did, Alec, have you seen the new Superman show cartoon? Cartoon? No. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. I haven't sat down to watch it yet. Apparently, that newer Superman live action. Show is not terrible. Yeah, people, it's like kind of like Arrowverse adjacent. Yeah. But you know how I feel about anything that's related to WB and Arrowverse. I'm like, because eh. a lot yeah. of people like those stuff, those shows too, and it's like those suck. So I don't, I don't. Yeah. Um, the last thing I watched, I just watched it was the uh, 2007 TMNT movie. Oh, I like that the, movie. Uh, which I didn't realize I had seen, but I did see. It. I think I saw it with UTJ in the theater. Yeah, I saw it um, in the theater. I, yeah, I think I think so. I think we did see it in the theater together. Um, I I didn't realize I had seen it until like halfway through. I was like, this all feels a little really familiar. 
Yeah, that, I like that movie a lot. I remember is that the Michael that, Bay one. No, 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 no. Oh, this is the anime. It's only CGI. Uh, yeah. Patrick Stewart plays the bad guy. Uh, I think the turtles are all voiced. They're not voiced by celebrities, but everybody else is. So I'm assuming all the turtle voices are the original turtles, because otherwise, oh, from the why show. wouldn't they? Okay. Why wouldn't they just have celebrities do them too? Chris Evans is Casey Jones. Sarah Michelle Gellar's April O'Neil. Um, I can't remember. There's some other famous people in there too. I just remember um, like that movie doesn't like, it doesn't hold your hand at all. Like it's not like a retelling of the origin. Like they literally just kind of assume you know everything about the turtles. I thought that was like yeah. an interesting choice. Yeah, it was. And like I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, it was fun. I remember liking it. I, I like to have it on DVD somewhere in, in the house. I really gotta see that new one. Oh my god! Like, I know. I can't believe I haven't seen it yet. I just, I don't know. It's so good. Like, I got I really got to get a uh, get around to getting out and seeing that. Well, it's one of those things where, like, you know, obviously, like, you all know me. I used to go to the movies like every weekend. But if I don't, and then I like my, I miss my window, I feel like it's like, oh, it's co- I'd see a thing on Facebook or whatever. Like, so such and such is going to be on VOD in like two weeks. So it's just like it comes out so fast. Well, Guardians like, Three is yeah. already on Disney, and I still haven't. I've been I've was gonna oh, try gotta, and find time this weekend watch to watch it. I know, I know. So good. You but gotta get like, on, get on that sun. Like I've been wanting to see that that A twenty four horror movie. Uh, talk to me. That'll be on VOD in like I think two. I weeks. heard that's really good. And if it's on VOD, then it'll be on the Plex. I mean, I don't need to spell it out, but like you know, what I mean? like as soon as it's available, it's easy to get. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, anything else, Adam? Uh, that's all the movies. I finished uh, Good Omen Ooh. season two, and that set is so good. It's like, it's, I think it's better than season one. Wow, that's it's uh, it season. I love season one, it but it's great. really it really dives a lot deeper into Crowley and Aziraphale's relationship, and like the end is like legit gut wrenching. Like, is it a is it a comedy or a drama? I've always seen ads for it and never watched it. It's, it's kind of in the middle. It's more it leads into the comedy a little more, but like it's it's it it walks that fine line, and it does it really well. I don't. Um, but both seasons are phenomenal. But season two is absolutely just excellent. Those two like have such good chemistry. I don't know if you ever see like. Oh, the shit pop up on like TikTok sometimes. Like they did like some shows together and some like Zoom meeting shit together, like during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh those two guys, they just have such good rapport. Like, I love both both those actors are so great. Like I love them both. Like I just Yeah, and it's it's really, really like I can't say enough good things about it. I really want I go gotta go back and like I've never read the book. I want to go back book. and read the uh read the book 'cause even though we all know how we feel about reading on the show, it is, it's one I would recommend. It's, it's, it's good. Uh, it's because like the Terry Pratchett aspect of it kind of keeps it away from being too Neil Gaiman-y. And I like Neil Gaiman, but sometimes his books are a little dry. Um, it's good. Did Terry yeah. Pratchett do the Ringworld books? Yes. I started, yeah. some friends recommended those to me. I started, they're pretty fun. They're not bad. I've, I've never read them, but I've heard nothing but good things. People love them. <laughs> But yeah, if you guys get time to watch Good Omens, catch up on that because that shit is like, I think I'm gonna really start. good. Really the only thing, the only thing I didn't care for mm-hmm. is they reused an actress from season one that had a fairly main role. 
in like mm-hmm. a different role. Oh, that's and I'm like, there's so many people. Like, why would you? Yeah, why do you have to cast her? Like, it's Miranda Richardson who played the uh, like the clairvoyant. Oh, right, right, right. Like the the clairvoyant slash brothel owner or whatever in season right. one. Right. He's like a demon in this one. Well, like they just don't like explain it away or anything. It's just like yeah, that's kind of weird. She's not the same character. It really, it's kind of jarring. Like why yeah, because when I yeah. saw her at first, I was like, she looks just like the character from season one. I was like, they can't be the same woman. Like, why would they do that? But they did. Like I, I get. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. It is weird. Right. That's the only. That's the only little thing that bothered me. Uh, to check it out. I, I might. I'll have to look. I'll have to look. I might have the book, Alec. I'll, I'll, I'll check my book because I had a hardback copy of it. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, I'll I'd love to. It. I'd love. I'd love to read it. I think I have it. I gotta look. I'll, I'll see. I'll check out after after we get off the air. I will uh, check it out. Uh, you pass it to me. I watched uh, two things. Uh, I watched really nothing. Nobody. Come on. Oh, two things. Sorry. Two, two uh, things. I had, a things. Mo- I had a mouthful of ice cream. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. My computer started making noises at me. And was, um, no, that's my voice, guys. That's oh, that's <laughs> my face, sir. <laughs> uh, I watched two things. Uh, I watched the movie that Gogs watched a few weeks ago. I watched a dead stream, uh, on Shutter. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Very yeah, it's not. It's film. not bad. And um, you know, it's one of those things where it's a movie that you could tell was done on the cheap, but like their commitment to it, like the whole movie is is filmed like a live stream, like a Twitch stream. And you you guys know how much I fucking hate found footage movies that break immersion and they constantly do a bunch of bullshit that you couldn't do in the movie. This movie goes out of its way to make sure that it is completely like immersive the entire time going so far as doing one of the cleverest things I've ever seen in a found footage movie where they're like, okay, how do we put music in this movie? Uh, the fucking host of the live stream. He, so he's, he's like the, the, the all around like live streamer, right? Like he's trying to get all his fucking revenue streams. You know what I mean? So he makes his own music and he has it on a tape recorder on his belt and he turns it on at certain points in the movie so that like he there's like a soundtrack i like that alone i was like i think like that movie shouldn't have worked and i really enjoyed it oh it it what it's really well done it's it's not only it's really clever it's very funny like i thought that the the lead actor who i think also is the writer and co-director of the film uh i thought he was really funny and i thought that it was a great, it towed the line, speaking of towing the line, between, it's like a Shaun of the Dead, where it's like, it's legitimately like a very funny movie, but like, it does have like, hard, like, horror moments that are actually also really well done. I, I just thought it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. And it's I like, thought, it's really short. It's like, a, I think it's 80 minutes long. It's as great. Someone who, as someone whose kids watch a lot, or like fans loves like those fucking YouTube guys, like he nailed that sort of like ultra annoying yeah, YouTube like 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 host and then but it's fun to watch him like when he breaks out of it like you yeah, can tell and the veneer the and the veneer kind of slips and, and I I really liked I also thought that and then I mean like I like when I watched when I started watching the movie I thought that this is going to be a situation where the live streamer had like pre-arranged all this shit and then like 
you know, the real shit started to happen, but that's not how the movie works. And it's, I don't know. I, I just really enjoyed it. I highly recommend anybody watch it. It's, it's a, it's a fun, like horror. This is the kind of horror movie that you could recommend to anybody. Really? Like, it's just a very enjoyable, very quick movie. Uh, really liked it. Uh, moving on to something I didn't like at all. And I'm disappointed to say I watched a uh, Malum which is the remake of Last Shift, which is a movie I talked about a couple of oh, weeks yeah, ago. Oh, yeah, you're fucking that up. I love Last Shift. I hated this. And it's made by the same director, same director, right? same, director same writer. Uh, who how'd, is, they, I think, how'd they pooch it? So, like, there's the thing is, is that giving... So, well, first of all, uh, this remake had a bigger budget than the previous film, but somehow looks worse than the previous film. Like, it, it's really weird. And the movie now, uh, I guess because they got a bigger budget, like, now it relies on, like, cheesy bullshit that's in every other horror movie, like jump scares and, like, over-explaining everything. And, like, I just did not care for it. I don't understand how you put more money into a movie and it looks worse. Like, I just, I just did not care for it. All the stuff that they changed... Well- I mean, not for nothing. You're basically explaining um, George Lucas's whole career. I mean, it is kind of like that, right? But the thing is, like, the things that they changed kind of ruined the movie. <laughs> like, first and foremost, um, the the lieutenant, who's the main character, right? In the original, she shows up to do her last shift. She's like a rookie cop. She's given this shit job to look after this this old, this abandoned uh outpost well you know for one night and you don't know anything else about her really and basically it's it's seemingly like she's put there just kind of at random well in this movie it's explicitly told that she she like her dad like was involved in a shooting here and killed himself in the station and she explicitly wants to go there to solve the mystery of what happened to her dad and was this exactly, a plot was this a plot point in the original no <laughs> Ugh. And it ruins it. It's stupid. Right away, you're like, this is dumb. I don't like this. Like, I liked finding out. Basically, like, the the original, like, built up all this tension of, like, what's happening and, like, the the various levels of, like, her psyche breaking. And this movie just, like, starts out, like, right away. It's like, oh, no, the fucking, her dad was a psycho murderer and she's going to find out why. It's like, I don't know. It puts you on your back foot right away. It's just, I didn't care for it. All the stuff that they added was just not, didn't work. Like they go, they do what I hate the most in horror movies where it's like, if you have something that's kind of cheesy, like the best thing to do is kind of just let, let the audience's mind kind of run with it. But they over explain everything. They explain the cult. They explain the fucking theology of the cult. They explain that like they're basically like using her as like a fucking vessel for the the queen god it's like it's too much and i i really hated it i was it's like they they gave this guy extra money and he forgot how to direct like i just i don't know do you think it got noted up with them do you think with the money came a lot of studio like the the producers the thing that's funny about this right is that they gave him more money but it's still like very independent so it's like It's like weird, right? Like they gave him extra money, but it's not like it's still like a like a studio movie. Or if it oh, is, okay. I never. It's not heard like it. it's not like Paramount or somebody was like, okay, no, now you get no, like, no, no, no. Okay, it's weird. You you basically, 
It's like it's like you went to fucking uh Family Dollar instead of going to Dollar Tree. Like it's still a cheap movie, but now it's like slightly better. Like I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird movie, and I just did not like it. I had highly recommend Last Shift. I thought Last Shift was great. I thought this Malum was just just crap. Like I I did not care for it at all. And I mean, there's some cool visual stuff like. There's some really good visual effects when they, they show like the cultists, like they, there's this recurring image of these cultists that are basically like covered in this like bloody robe. And then they're, they're like half of their like weird deformed face is shining through. And like whoever did the makeup and stuff on that, it looks great in a vacuum. Like if you put those scenes of the bloody cultists like talking in like a fucking music video or like in some kind of clip show, you'd be like, oh, that's fucking sick. But then you got to watch the rest of the movie and it, you're like, oh, that fucking sucks. Uh, so yeah, that's all I watched. I, I've been watching, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen season two, which is excellent. Um, and as a non manga reader, apparently like the next two episodes are like, uh, season changing and they're like a big sea change in the entire show. So I'm looking forward to watching that, but I ha- I don't know what happens, but apparently it's like, it's like the, the, like the red wedding level moment in the show. So, but, uh, yeah, that's all guys. Um, I watched a bunch of things. Bunch uh, a of lot things? of it, a lot of it was shit. Um, <laughs> like shutter, shit. like, I mean, it was shit. Um, let's start with all the stuff I trudged through on shutter. Uh, well, no, some of it was okay. So here we go. Um, I watched Lawnmower Man. That movie's not great. Uh, man, I haven't seen that movie like it, in it, years. It, does, it doesn't hold up. It's just like it is very of its time. Like when we had no idea what anything would ever what look movies like. Were. <laughs> but I mean, like it's not even like close. Like everything, like it's just fucking. It's it's super weird and like I don't know. They're just trying to make combat monkeys and then they're trying to make <laughs> combat special education lawnmower men like it's it's it, it like isn't that, uh, like isn't, super isn't that, arch isn't lawnmower man jeff fahey if i remember it is correctly. jeff fahey that's correct and he gets all jacked and he bangs a lady and then he turns into liquid and then he becomes god i don't know it's not good it, um, it, it, it refreshed me real quick jeff fahey is like learning disabled right it, he's yes if you're being generous, he's autistic. I am being generous, yes. Yeah, uh, and like he lives at a, he lives at a, in like a, in like the church grounds and he mows lawns, but he's got like a, he's got a, an aptitude for machinery. Like he's good like that. Um, <laughs> and then, and then one of the guys whose lawn he mows is James Bond and he just had his favorite monkey get killed by security. Cause the monkey had like a psychotic event and tried to kill security guards with a pistol and a Robocop helmet. And so you, he thinks it's a good you're idea. It, you're doing it again. You're doing it <laughs> he again. Thinks it's a good idea to telling this movie to inject brain chemical into this guy. Where the and fuck then, did you get brain chemical? Internet. Shit is strong, eh? All right. So anyway, lawnmower man, not great. Um, I watched a movie. That I don't know how to classify. Uh-oh. I don't know if it's supposed to be a comedy. What? You know what? You watch that fucking Last Men or whatever. I'm still shocked that you watch that fucking movie. So yeah. you're, um, you're in a whole new frontier now. I watched a movie called Head of the Family. <laughs> and it's about a 
It's about what what it's ostensibly about is this guy who runs a local diner and he's kind of falling under the thumb of like the biker crime lord of the town, but he's also banging the biker crime lord's wife. But he's also find out, you also find out that the town is sort of secretly run by this family of mutants where all of the mutants have Ming. like one aspect of their body is like banging and the rest is trash. Like the, this like sounds, the guy this sounds pretty amazing. I hate that. Like this, like there's four, there's three brothers and a sister and the sister's just a smoke show, but she's just, that's all she is. The one brother is just a big brawny moron. The one brother has incredible, all of his senses are elevated. Like he has eyes that are popping out of his head and ears that can hear forever. And then the one brother who's in charge of all of it is just a head. He looks like Modoc. Like he's just a head with little arms and legs in a wheelchair and he can mentally connect and control all of his other siblings. When did, what era did this movie come out? Please tell it me. It had 80s. to be the 80s or 90s. This um, sounds, and it's bad. It sounds incredible. It's, it's, it's from 1996. Uh, and it is, it is just bizarre. Um, it's like, kind of funny it's not scary it's just weird so there's that i watched um Sounds really good i really want to watch this uh I, the next three things i'm going to rip through real quick because they're all good i watched it's alec watched the 20 the 2007 turtles movie i watched the 1991 og turtles movie i still know oh, all the words yeah. to that movie that movie rules um it will always rule that uh movie rocks I watched uh Carrie superior to the second one, which kind of sucks. Yeah, it is better than the second one. Um I watched Carrie, which I'm your, gonna go out original? on a limb. Yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say might be the best Stephen King adaptation if you don't say the shining isn't really Stephen King's story, right? Because like Kubrick I mean Kubrick, I would I would say that the, are you counting, you're not counting the Frank Darabont movies because all those are really good. So, the, so the, the mist, so mist is outstanding. The yeah. mist is outstanding. Like, let's, I mean, let's Green, Green Mile is like a fucking masterpiece. Let's take, okay, let's take away the Richard Bachman stuff. Let's like, of like the straight line Stephen King horror movie adaptations. Like, I mean, I love The Running Man, but it's not the same story. I love The no, Mist. It's, it's not great. Even, it's not even close. But um, like, but okay. like, oh, like there's like back in the day, like like st- the stand was like a four part miniseries. I forget if Tommy Knockers and the Langoliers were like made for TV miniseries. Yeah, they, were. they were. It yeah. it you know the original it was fun, but it, at the end of the day it wasn't great. Like yeah, Christine was okay. Firestarter's pretty good. Like all these I, movies. I, I, are, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm thinking to think like, if, like again all, if, if we're not counting the the Daramont stuff, then yeah, you're probably right. Don't count the, but yeah, like, but like of that era. Oh, oh, oh wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, misery, misery's fantastic. Misery's good, but like, okay, let's let's say of all the soup, well, of the, I'm putting a lot of qualifiers on here. All I'm saying is from it's that era, crazy. It, it's also crazy to think how many goddamn Stephen King movies there are. Well, I'm shocked we've so never done a Stephen. I'm surprised we haven't done a Stephen King one. God, there's I so many. Know to the pick rules. From. Um, but yeah. like, but like, <laughs> Brian, oh, dude, dude, when is? Hold on, I got an idea. When is Mardi Gras. What month is that in? That's Fat Tuesday. It's like March. It's right before Easter, March, April. How about we do Eat the King Cake? Oh, okay. It's like a Mardi Gras thing. Well, we already yeah. have a March, though. That's WWE. I think, 
No, we, I thought WWE I came for the first one. Oh, that's one. right. We stopped doing WWE. Series. Do we have a March one? I don't remember. Did I just pitch one that was going to be the March? March? The March one that I have written down is John Goodmarch. Okay. Pretty good, too. What was the one I had for... Was they have something for May, maybe? Oh, it was... um. That's what I call Maze. No, that's what I call Mazic. No, I don't remember something like that. Anyway, it was all music movies. Um, <laughs> that's right. I like that. <laughs> anyway, the hills Harry are alive is, with Harry the sound is, of Mazic. Carrie is a really good movie. Brian De Palma nails it. Sissy Spacek, awesome in it. The guy yeah, from like, Real American really. Heroes, good in it. Um. <laughs> It's a good fucking movie. One of the better ones of that era of Stephen King. Have you um, seen the Chloe Grace Moretz one? I haven't. Is it no it's, good? It's, it's, that makes it's got its moments. Like, it's not horrible, but it's also just there's nothing nothing new to it. It's, like, worth watching. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I watched... I feel, uh, I feel like she gets, unfortunately, cast in a lot of movies like that. Especially she just back get pitched then. for something she's, like. She's a good um, act. She's such a good actress, but everything she's in is just like trash. He's in oh, aren't they pitching her to be in Taxi Driver? Isn't they, aren't they pitching her to be the? Excuse me. Oh, she's she's too old now. She's. I think she's too old. Thirties. Oh, oh, well, you mean as? For some reason, I thought you meant as like the Travis character. I no, totally no, no, no. She like I saw some art where they were like showing it was like Keanu Reeves as Travis Bickle and her as the Jodie Foster character. No, in a taxi you. driver. Maybe it was just someone's. I mean, off. she could have been that character like right after like fucking Kick Ass. I mean, yeah, like, she's yeah. Hit Girl. Didn't we? Didn't we? I talk about Taxi Driver. Like Jodie Foster was like thirteen when she made that movie. Something insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not good. I mean, that's um, the point of the character. I know that's the point, but it's still like the fact that yeah. they cast a child is still very bullish. Yeah. Um, I watched. Here's a movie that I don't think gets enough props, and then I'm gonna talk about a movie that is just trash. Um, that gets too many props. Ready? Start with not enough props. Yeah. Not enough props. Um, uh, Bill Paxton's Twister. That movie, cover to cover, is a good time. Never seen it. Really? Yeah, never seen it. Oh my goodness. Uh, maybe it's just my nostalgia talking, but I, him, Helen Hunt, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Carrie Elwes, hunting tornadoes over the course of a whole day. Ton of fun. Uh, directed by the guy who did the cinematography for, uh, for Die Hard. Uh, it's a good time in the, in that weird nineties when disasters were big again, like, Independence Day. Your volcanoes, your Dante's Peaks, that sort of thing. Uh, Big ups, Twister. Love Bill Paxton. Just made me sad to see him not be here no more. Bill Paxton was the best. And then I'm going to talk about what I think might, real quickly, might be the most overrated horror movie of all time. Oh, here we go. Can you guess what it is? The most overrated horror. Give me an era. Give me uh, like a, a late, I think it's the late seventies, early eighties. The Exorcist. Oh my no. god! Fuck the Exorcist. <laughs> We're about to fight. Uh, it's a good guess though. I don't know. Friday the Thirteenth Part One. Incorrect. Okay, go ahead. What is it? Phantasm. Uh, that I, movie. I like Phantasm. That movie sucks. You like Phantasm? Well, you also think Scanners sucks. So I mean, your taste. Well, Scanners does, bad. but like Phantasm yeah. doesn't have any rules that make any sense. There's like all this weird Dune shit that they shoehorn into it. 
there's like like the dude and his brother and the ice cream. Also, I feel like, like you already complained about guy. this movie before. Why did you rewatch it? Because I gave it another chance, and I thought oh. maybe like the movie, like like the the tall man has an just an un he's got like an a, an unimaginable power set. He's shipping people's bodies off as dwarves to be a miner on a like a, a miner's on a faraway planet using a tuning fork, like. None of it. There's, there's like, there's weird like mystics and shaman, and like everyone bangs in this graveyard for some reason. And the I old mean, man keeps listen being to yourself like ladies. And you tell me why I don't like this movie. I mean, it's not. Like- it is. It is one of those movies where it is exceeded. Like it's like popularity and culture. Like we, like, like the tall man is sort of held in the same regards as all your famous slashers, right? The silver ball, very iconic to a a very, to a very, like that is they like, like we were talking about, I forget what we were talking about earlier. We were talking about, uh, Legion superheroes being like the, like the hardest core of DC nerds. I feel like phantasm is more in that, that all man's in like the tier of your pinheads. I don't, I, don't know. Know. I don't even know no. who the tall man is. Yeah, no. Oh, right. okay. Well, then maybe to, like, to like horror, like like you got to be like S tier horror nerd to to even I feel like to but to like, even know Phantasm. I would say I would challenge you. I don't know when the last time you watched Phantasm was. It's been quite a while. But sit down and watch Phantasm again, and it is a mess. I mean, it is. A, I can acknowledge that it's a mess now, but I mean, like, but it's not like, even like it, like it, like it, it's not even an ambitious mess. It's just a oh, fucking whole, time mess. Out, time out, time out. It's not ambitious. Like, did you hear what you how you described it uh, with the fucking weird science fiction all over the place and the sex? That's not that's not ambition. That's that's throwing things against a wall. Those are two oh, different I, things. I, I'm not a, an ambitious human being, but I throw a lot of things against walls. I feel and that's like what it, this movie is. I mean, to me, like that movie, that's why people like it, because it's so fucking insane. And it's I mean, like, like the it, room, it's just it's the like, room. I mean, yeah, but like, like Lucio Falsi movies are a fucking mess, but they're great. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't you, know. Like, watch Agree the to Beyond. Disagree. Watch the Beyond and tell me that has a comp, like a cohesive plot. It doesn't. It's a mess, but I fucking love it. It's one of my favorite horror movies. Is it? Is it not a cohesive plot because it's vague, or does it not have a cohesive plot no, because it's it, a mess? Because it's a mess. Because Lucio Falsi didn't write a script, and they showed up in Louisiana, and they had to like improvise one. Okay, but, yeah. I mean. I'm just I don't saying, know, man. I'm just saying the original like some Phantasm. Of the best, some of the best horror movies, especially that period, are fucking disasters. But they're, I don't know, they're entertaining. All right, what what is your favorite part of 1979's Phantasm? What's your favorite part? I mean, I haven't watched it in so long. I'd have to rewatch it to really answer that question. That's what I'm saying. It's not good. I mean, it is good. I just haven't watched it in 15 years. I it's All been right. a long time. Okay. Uh, I, I, I have a goddamn old Anchor Bay special edition DVD. That's the part. That's the other thing I think. I think everyone is, I think everyone loves the stuff around it and they don't love, like, they don't love it. I mean, I wouldn't have bought a movie I didn't like. <laughs> fair. I mean, fair enough. I've fair bought enough. plenty of movies I don't like. Yeah, also well, true. I, I've bought movies I don't like, but I guess we're different animals. Especially back when like Hollywood and Blockbuster would have their like, Oh no, but I had to Five search out. Ten. I had to search out the like this is this is I don't think Anchor Bay even exists anymore. You had Wait, to, hold you on. Had... Did you do you like Phantasm the way I love Halloween three? Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Okay. I mean it's it's All fucking right. stupid. Like I don't think it's like I don't think it's like a You don't think well, it's good. I think it's I mean, define that's such a weird 
you know like what I mean? The way like, I think about like like Halloween yeah, 3 is not Halloween good, 3 but is, it is excellent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Like All right. That. Yeah. Okay. There's there's some like you're reveling in how bad it is. Sort I don't of. think like it's, Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's fucking like I don't know. It's not like a P.T. Anderson movie or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah sure. Wes Anderson's fantastic. That'd be something. Oh, has anybody seen Asteroid City yet? It's on actually, the I've, I've actually been meaning really, to watch. Really it. want to see that. It's on. It's what is? On the I'm flight. not even familiar. What it's is the that? The new P.T. or uh, Wes Anderson movie. Oh, it takes place in the 50s. It's about aliens. Oh, okay. It looks well, it actually looks interesting. I, it's supposed to be really good. I started watching it like three separate times, but I started it at like two in the morning and I'm like, why don't no. I do this? But oh. it's, yeah, it's on the Plex. I'll probably, oh, maybe I'll watch it this week. I should have some time. If I can plug one thing that I did that's not movies and I know we hate books, but I listened to it. So I don't know that counts. Oh, that doesn't count. count. That's a loophole. I listened to this book called, it's got a not great title, but it's called Cloud Cuckoo Land. Well, uh, that the uh, title. Isn't that one of the worlds in Lego movie? It sounds like it, doesn't it? It's like almost, isn't that like the, it's like where, um, what's her name from community princess and like princess Kitty banana Unicorn. kitty or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's from like 2021. It's like a movie that's, it's almost, it's sort of set up in the same sort of structure as the fountain where it's about sort of a timeline story where it takes place in three different eras, but there's a weird interconnection. Like it takes place in the, at the fall of Constantinople. It takes place in 2019. Yes. Uh, it takes place in 2019 and it also takes place in like, like 2165, like when humans have left earth. And I, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really interesting. And the third act literally, we, we all know that I'm a big sap, but the third act literally brought me to tears. Like I'm mowing my lawn and it fucked me up real bad. So it sounds like it, it, I thought it was super cool. It's like historical fiction meets sci-fi meets it's, it's kind of a, I thought it was a beautiful story. So, uh, for, for those of you who think reading is dumb, but listening is fine. Cloud Cuckoo. <laughs> and that's everything. All right. Uh, all right. That's everybody. Let's get into Dolomite is my name and mm. fucking up podcasts is my game. Uh, Gogs, what happened in this movie? So this movie is like a really straight line. It certainly like is. It's, like it's hard to like. I mean, honest to God, not a ton much. happens. No. There's just I like mean, three stages of like, I guess like a two year period of his life or whatever. But it's not yeah. like it's full of events. No. There's like, I, yeah. Him setting up Dolomite, him going yeah. and becoming popular. Or popular air quotes with it, and then him making the movie. It's like, literally it's not, just him executing. Yeah, not it's not like there's tons and tons and tons of shit that happens during yeah. the movie. And 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 oddly enough, and this usually is what you need in a movie like this. There's not a ton of like conflict. Like there's a. So that's it's it's good you brought that up because that kind of fucked me up because I was like waiting for something bad to happen to him. Yeah. And I guess the thing is that when you come into his story, all the bad shit, he's at the low, he's as low as he's going to get. He's an MC for a nightclub with a failing comedy act. He's moved out to LA. He's working at a record shop. Things are not going, he's at rock bottom. So there's only one way to go. Can can I tell you how much I, and I assume this is real, but who knows? 
how much I love the idea of a radio station being broadcast out of the back of a record shop. I just thought oh, that was it. so cool. I just love that idea. Is the radio station, does it go anywhere besides the record shop? That's my question. of that, uh, that Simpsons joke where it's like the jazz station where it's like, oh, we, we only, we only have a, ra- a radius of a hundred feet, which makes us the most powerful jazz station in the USA. But yeah, it's, um, so here, so the deal is you meet Rudy Ray Moore. He is trying to do something. He's working in this record shop. He's an MC for Craig Robinson, like at this nightclub where Craig Robinson's band plays. He's hanging out with, um, um, Mike. Who's the comedian? Um, whose name is Mike, Mike Epps and Titus, um, the guy from Timmy Schmidt. Titus Burgess. Yeah, he, yeah, everybody's good in this movie, first off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really good. The cast is great. And he gets, and then, and Rudy Ray Moore played by Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy is just, here's, and I was saying this on the text, everybody. He's so good in this movie, you forget he's Eddie Murphy and you just think he's Rudy Ray Moore. Like, he is yeah. so lost in the character that you're just like, oh, this is just that guy. The only, the only thing, and again, it's not even really a complaint. The only, like, little minor nitpick I could say is that, like, and they did try to fatten him up a little bit. But, like, he's not as heavy as Rudy Ray Moore. And there's several no. points in this movie where they, like, talk about him being fat. And you're like, I'm dumpy. he's really not that. Like, I get it. And I'm glad they didn't, like, go, like, fat suit route. Because he's yeah, not. They could have they dressed him up like a clump. Like clump. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also, I'm glad he, Eddie Murphy doesn't play 800 characters in this movie. Because that would have yeah. really taken me out of the fucking movie. Well, I don't think that that would have been the same, like, kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Like, this is like a, this is like a legit, like, really, really well done, like, comedy drama. Like, a he plays, he plays the character with a lot of heart. Like, you care about Rudy. It's not like, it's not all sight get, like, there's parts of this movie where you're like, like, he's putting all out there. He's like, every, like, this, especially the part where he's like, he's sitting around with his buddies and they were giving some bullshit. He's like, everything failed. This isn't the life I wanted. This is the life you wanted. This isn't what I want. Like, he's just fucking sad. Like, you, you yeah. can tell he's like broken. It's and speaking- then he, like, Go ahead. Sorry, no, you got it. I'm going to interrupt you there. So he like, so like that's kind of the low, the low points where the movie opens. And he's like, you know what? I've tried everything else. There's this old, there's this wino that keeps coming by the shop and he's got this sort of like rhyming style of talking. He's like, I'm just going to go farm the hobos for ideas. And yeah. as a result, he comes up with the character of Dolomite. So in a sad note, the guy that plays the wino. Uh, the guy that basically is like the origin of Dolomite, that actor just passed away last uh-huh. week. And he's also, he was on, he was in, uh, Luke Cage. He's in a lot of stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, he, he, he was great. But yeah, he passed away, uh, last week. Yeah, which so I thought, then, I thought was weird. And we just watched the movie and then I saw him on the, like, I was like, oh, well, he's, oh, he's dead. That's a shame. We should watch yeah. more Zack Snyder films. So then, um, <laughs> you, you absolutely should not watch more Zack Snyder films. I mean, we can invoke. And, and it. by the way, I'm just putting this out there right now. We are not watching. Oh, we have to. I, no, we have I, to. I refuse. I will quit the show. When's it we come can, out? When's it come out? We can out? watch Rebel Moon, but we are not watching the five hour cut. I simply refuse to watch. When does it come? It comes out. It's, it's gonna be my birthday pick. When's it come out? No. December. Yeah, it, it comes, comes out, out after your birthday. It comes out after your birthday. But we can watch the normal one. We are not watching the five-hour cut. I am not right. watching a five-hour movie. 
Well, anyway, the rest the rest of Dolomite is my name is basically uh, Rudy Ray Moore. He goes and he's like he he puts together this act and people love it and then nobody. He's like, all right, I'm gonna record it in my house. And he records it at his house and actually works out. And he takes it to record producers and they're like, we can't sell this. And he's like, instead of being defeated, he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna sell my. So he does the he does the mix one. He makes he might be the inventor of the mixtape. He's selling mixtapes out of the trunk of his car and out of his record store, and it's selling like hotcakes. Now people also, are like, uh, oh, isn't it? Doesn't it blow your mind? Like, because they, they talk a little bit about how, like, they talk about Lenny Bruce and they talk about Red Fox and how they're like dirty, but they don't actually like say the dirty thing. They they use like double entendre and stuff. But like, because they're talking about like obscenity laws, and it's like yeah. I stuff like that, and I'm like, oh my god, that's right. And then I think about like conservatives now, and they're probably like, yeah, we need to go back to that shit. Like, it's so weird to me. Oh yeah, no. So, I, I mean, Lenny Bruce went to fucking jail. Yeah, he got jokes. To prison for it. Yeah, like crazy. So, so he's out here selling tapes, and he hooks up with these guys, the uh, Kalari brothers. Um, and so I'm like, I'm really? like, all right, here's really Serbian or Albanian or something. I think they're Jewish, actually. They're like they're Jewish and like Eastern European, I, I, whatever they are. I'm like, okay, here's the guys that are gonna fuck him. And they don't. Right, and they don't. They support him. They get him radio play. His radio and even charts. Even, even when he when when he's trying to get the movie produced, and Rudy gives him kind of makes a lopsided deal. They're like warning him that like yeah. this is a bad deal. It's hey, like it's so. Like, we're not, it's like, just, no risk to us. The one guy is, the one guy is just like so. So you understand, if this fails, we get control of all your records like forever. Yeah, because he's like, you should be working for free for us for the rest of your life. And I was like, you you would think he's trying to, that someone would fuck him in this deal. And then they didn't. They they got their money back and they're happy. And then now he's got the movie made and people are loving the movie. And then finally, is it Dimension Pictures with Bob Odin? He tries to shop. He finally gets the part where he's filming the movie in the old hotel and they're stealing power oh, I love and that. they're coming up with all this dumb shit and and some of the best parts of the movie for me because i love the original dolomite movie yeah. is like seeing him do those scenes and at the very end they showed you all those scenes from the original movie to show you how like how true to form they were yeah well i didn't i didn't say it in the what we watched thing but i did go back and watch the original dolomite after this um and it's a fun it, it makes the movie it, it, like as much as I didn't really care for the disaster artist, like watching that movie and then watching the room, there's kind of like it's kind of a fun, fun thing right. to watch. But I, I love and and again, this is a, a TJ trope, but I love movies about making movies like it's just yeah. a genre that I always love. And there's just such a like I love the whole idea that they like they just had this passion that they wanted to make this movie like like Rudy Ray Moore, like loved the movies. And he wanted to make a movie and he like couldn't help but make a good movie, right? Like they didn't know what they were doing. Like they get the, this kid that's like from film school and they basically are like, well, you know how to fucking make a movie. So make a movie like nobody else here does. And I just love that shit. And I loved, uh, you know, we haven't even mentioned him yet, but like Wesley Snipes, uh, shows up as I can't remember his, his real life name, but he was oh, an right. actor and he's been in and like there's a really funny, uh, scene. Is it Craig Robinson? Is that his name? Craig Robinson's the the guy who plays the musician. Yeah, but there's Keegan Michael Key who plays the writer. Yeah, the writer too. Uh, but Craig Robinson has a great scene where um he they they are introduced to Wesley Snipes and Wesley Snipes is like I worked with uh 
Polanski and I worked with like all these like big name directors and he's like, Oh yeah, you were the elevator operator or whatever. And I was like, there's so many funny Rosemary's little lines. Baby. <laughs> That's right. Rosemary's baby. And like, but there's so many funny little lines in this movie. Like we did, there's a, another great scene early on where they all like all of the friends, uh, all Dolomites or uh, all Rudy Ray Moore's friends go out to the movies. Because Rudy Ray Moore loves the movies, and he, he's like, oh, I read the reviews, and they said this is, like, one of the funniest movies ever, and they show some fucking, like, I don't know, some fucking old fucking stiff comedy, like, it's a mad, like a mad, mad Hope world or something. or something, Yeah, and, like, they're like, what, this isn't fucking funny, and, like, they're just, like, deadpan, like, looking at this fucking movie, and it's just like, I don't know, man, there's just, they do such a good job throughout the entire movie, and I feel like it really comes together in the filming of the movie part. They do such a great job at uh, conveying the friendship that these people have with each other. You know what I mean? Like they do such a wonderful job of showing their camaraderie and their love for each other. And I think like, I don't know, it's really hard to pull off, but like they all feel like they're a real family. Like they feel like they're real friends. And they're like, it all works out. So you're like, this is great. You just feel good by the end of the movie. So like he gets, so one of the things that they, like TJ said, they go see this movie. And I took a picture and I said to everybody because it sounded like a movie, the podcast review, because he walks out of the movie that's supposed to be a scream and he goes, it ain't got no titties, no funny and no kung fu. (laughs) And it's like, what the hell is this? (laughs) And then they make this movie and then Dimension Pictures comes back and says, we, we fucked up. We will distribute your movie. People love it. Cause he was, he did a, what did he do? He has to do a, yeah, he has to distribute it himself. But he's four walling it. Yeah, is that what the term they used? Basically, he pays the theater five hundred bucks money to show the movie, and then anything above that five hundred, you get back, and you get like concessions or no, he you don't get concessions. You get a hundred percent of the tickets. He was trying to get the concession in there, but the guy wouldn't give it to him. And the guy, that guy was uh, he was one of the guys from Life. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, but it's literally like what a lot of bands do when they play like small shows. Like it's the same idea. They probably four walling still probably exists to some capacity if there's any like, independent theaters left in the world. Yeah, so he's just shipping this thing around. He's making money. People are loving it. People are talking it up. Then Bob Odenkirk <laughs> comes back and said, "We did you wrong. Oh, we should. We wanted to Bob, shoot the movie." Bob Odenkirk sets up a meeting, and these five guys walk in there with the <laughs> drippiest drip you've yeah. ever seen in your fucking life. And didn't they are didn't dressed he... up like? The brightest mm-hmm. colors, the most like ridiculous suits and dresses, and they just walk right in like they own the place. It's fucking great. And then they're and like, did, they're like, didn't, they change, the, didn't, didn't Rudy change the name of his like production company or something? Like mid sentence, like, he said the wrong thing. That's a wholly owned subsidiary of this or whatever. And he's, and then Bob Odenkirk's like, listen. Uh, and then Rudy Ray Moore is like. He's shown very smart. He's like, listen, I've told there's plenty of stories where people get screwed. I'm not getting screwed. You're gonna talk about percentage points afterwards. And then you find out that the movie cost him about a hundred grand to make at the end of the day. And the box office for it was like ten million. So it's a certified banger financially. Also, one <laughs> thing that I don't know if it's like I know it's really Ray Moore's story, so he's gonna be probably cast in a very positive light, but like what was her name? Lady Reed. Like he's yeah. going around places and he's trying to bring other people up. Like he brings Lady Reed around. And like, I really he's like, like he's that. like, you got something special. I can see it in you. You should be up there doing comedy. Like you got it, man. And like the very yeah. end, 
like where they're doing the premiere and there's that little kid who wants he's not gonna get into like the third showing. He's like, You guys see the movie, I've already seen it. I'm gonna hang out with the people and just goes out like in the crowd and just sort of like he made it and he just feels so good about it. Yeah, and I also like I like the underlying thing that I mean they actually like say it, but they're like the like the movies like they made a movie to represent them and like the, the, their community and like that nobody is representing them. And like I, I think that was a cool like, not only is that a cool statement for this movie, but I think that's kind of like a great overarching point, too. Like, and I mean, you know, we talked to before, like all this month about how Eddie Murphy just used to be like box office gold, even with something like fucking Beverly Hills Cop 3, which is fucking awful. And I mean, a big part of that is that black audiences fucking support black films like they do very like they they it's because think about it like especially back then like they're underrepresented like and it's like they you know that's why we got all like great like black exploitation stuff from the 70s and things like that and i just i don't know it's cool like i think like obviously like three white guys on a podcast talking about it probably aren't the best people to speak on it but as someone that's watched a lot of those movies like i don't know i think it's a it's a cool little snapshot of a time like for for you know movies and things i would say the closest thing this movie gets to having conflict in it is they're driving to the premiere and they're reading all the reviews and all the reviews yeah. are just trashing the movie. And he's like, okay. Well, and then, it like, they're, he's like, read these, read me these reviews. Let's see what everybody's saying. Yeah. And they start reading them. He's like, fuck those reviews. What the fuck do they know about yeah. fucking yeah. movies? <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, uh, and they're like, but even in that moment, the dude like summons, like, he's like, you know what? This is about us. We're going to have a good night regardless. Just like, let's just enjoy it for what it is. And they pull around the corner and it is just, the crowds don't mobbed. give a shit. Yeah. It's just mobbed. And like everyone, like you can only imagine how good that must, and how vindicating that would sure. feel, especially to have everyone tell you, even at your highest moment that you're nothing and you're not yeah. doing it. And I mean, I don't, I don't know how old he was. Do they ever say how old he is? I think he was in his forties. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he was like, in his 40s so like you know to to make it that late in in entertainment is just like insane you know to make it an entertainment period is insane but like to make it in your 40s and like you know that that movie the legacy of that movie like continued on forever i mean like guys i know like you're a big hip-hop guy like you probably were exposed to to like dolomite references more in like songs and stuff before you ever saw that movie oh yeah like you know? lots of samples and like lots of references but then like i would say the first time i saw dolomite it took me a second because i was expecting shaft i wasn't expecting a comedy right and then you'd like get your head around like oh and then you, is, then you saw a... the the instant replay <laughs> yeah no I, I did that again just watch one more time like it was he was, I just did the math. He was 47 or 48 when Dolomite came out. Rudy Ray Moore was. He was born in 1927. Um, yeah, but it's a great movie. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say? I mean, we've kind of jumped over the synopsis a lot, but is there anything else you want to say before we get into five knuckle shuffles? Um, this is like everybody's so good in it. Yeah, agreed. Like, even like, like Cody Smith McPhee. Like as the quote unquote director, because they just like grab some guys from film school that uh oh yeah yeah he's really Keenan good. Michael Key knows from film school because he's like a professor or something. He's like yeah, yeah he's one of my students. They're gonna uh, they're gonna be the crew. And yeah. like a little later on, you get to the point where he's like, 
Rudy, like, my guys haven't been paid at all yeah. in days. And he's like, but that's fine. We don't care. But we need film. Yeah, we're out of yeah, film. And, right. and they're, they're using, like, fucking uh, re- ends, ends and reels. And whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and he, he, actually, that too, he like, puts his, like, what did he? He put something else up at that point. Because at first he put up his records. And I forget what he put up at the end to get that last, like, 30 grand. It was like his car or something. I forget what it was. But he goes back to the brothers and they're like, you, you're really betting like everything on this, aren't you? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And then there's a scene, I don't know, a few minutes later where they actually get the check and get reimbursed. They're going, you never going to fucking believe what this is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was, it's, it's like an uplifting, like it's, it's kind of a Rocky movie. Like it's like yeah, this oh, yeah. guy who's at the bottom and he finally gets his shot, and he take he makes it, man. It's nice, and, and it's it helps like, that it's a real story. And it's funny, like it's not like and it's, it's funny. It's like overly dry, or they, like there's moments in it that are like very funny. And like, I mean, I love the scene where he's he does like the karate scene, and like what is what does Wesley Snipes say? He's like any way to frame this. So it looks like he's kicking him. And they're like, like that, no, that doesn't exist. He's like, all right, fuck it. It's like, how was that? And he, I forget what he says, but they're like, how was that? What's this? Like, it, it was, it was like, I can't remember exact wording, but it's he basically hilarious. said like, that's as good as it's going to be. It's as good as it will be. Yeah. Wesley Snipes is great in this movie. Like, he really, really is. Good. Every, like, the, like, the, like, the, like, like when they're filming the sex scene. Yeah. Rudy <laughs> Ray Moore has like, he's like, got like a crisis of conscience. Cause he's like embarrassed about, yeah, yeah. Having the sex scene with the woman and his body and woman. stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, what's her, Lady, Lady B? Lady Reed. Yeah. Lady, Lady Reed. Reed. She's, she's like, well, let's rewrite it. They make it like a comedy scene, but yeah. they don't tell, they don't tell, uh, <laughs> Wesley Snipes that they rewrote it. But then he loves it. it he's like, like he's like, I don't know what the fuck that just was, but it is funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was great. Um, all right, uh, five knuckle shuffle times. I think I have a pretty good idea with how this is gonna go. Dogs. I'm going. I'm going nine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't go ten. I want to, but I'm not gonna. But it's it's super. What's holding it from being a ten? I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know if it's transcendent. <laughs> like I don't know if it's like. Ooh. Is it but irid- like iridescent? Yeah, but like that's translucent. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's super. You know what? Fuck Transcendence, it. that movie with Johnny Depp. Where he's oh, God. A computer man. Shocked me. You know, I was like a lawnmower man, doesn't he? And he becomes a Dixie Flatline. That movie fucking sucks. I can't believe we haven't watched it. It's so I bad. I take it back. I'm going YOLO. We're going 10. I love, yeah. I love the whole thing. I just, I found it just, I like a positive movie. And like, I was holding my breath the whole time, waiting for him to get screwed. It never happened. Eddie Murphy is trying his ass off. Like I'm saying, he melts into the role. Everyone's great in it. Craig Robinson's great in it. Titus Burgess is great in it. Mike Epps is great in it. The woman from Peacemaker is great in it. Um, like everyone's good in this movie. And it's like, a, it's a fun film. It's, it's like, it's, it, it strikes this excellent balance. Kind of, I think to TJ's point, almost like an Edgar Wright movie of like, it's funny. But it's it's got enough heart that it's like you know it's it's still a biopic, and it, and it's someone you're rooting for, and and Eddie Murphy gives Rudy Ray Moore such like gravitas and such like such like 
Like you want him to succeed. Like you feel for him. Like he's like he's really trying. Um music's great, well directed, everyone's funny as hell. It's one of the better Netflix or it was it Netflix original or was it just distributed by Netflix? I don't know. It was it's original. Netflix original, yeah. Well it's 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 tremendous. So and if you have any affinity for the original Dolomite film or films or Rudy Ray Moore, it's a strong recommend. One of my favorite movies I watched this year. So yeah, I'll give it a 10. I'll go all the way. Uh, Alec. Uh, it's also a 10. Like this movie's perfect. Uh, this is the second time I've seen it. Um, I didn't know what to expect the first time because I'm not familiar with Dolomite. I've never watched any of the Dolomite movies. Um, mm. but man, everybody's so good in this and like, it just goes to show, like, when Eddie Murphy gets, like, a part that he gives a shit about, he can still bring, the, so he can still good. bring the lumber. Like, he's, yeah. like, so fucking good. And I wish he would get more parts where he could stick his teeth into like this. Like, instead of well, doing Beverly Hills he Cop 4. I think he produced this too. I think this is, like, a passion project for him. So, um, makes sense. But then next is, like, another Beverly Hills Cop movie. Yeah, no thank you. Um, but yeah, man, Eddie Murphy, like he's just uh it's like he's got all the all the talent in the world, just sometimes he misdirects it. Yeah. I mean I guess I guess that same can be said for a lot of actors. Not not everything everybody makes is all bangers, but Yeah, and I mean he did what, what did we maybe say it just I look thing? on it uh, I look on it a little more unfavorably for him because he had such a long time where he was just doing like the same thing over and over. Oh yeah. Like all those kitty movies and club movies and shit like that. And money talks. I mean, he made a boatload of money on Beverly Hills Cop three. So it's like, you know, stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, well, yeah, sometimes you blame him really. Sometimes you do it for the paycheck. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, he made so many like Shrek things like between all the movies and all the little videos and all the little like Christmas movies and shit like that. Yeah, he always showed up for those, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a 10. Like, this movie's fucking tremendous. Everything, like, I loved everything about it. Um, hopefully he'll keep making some more, uh, bangers. Uh, TJ. Oh, it's a 10 for me, dog. Uh, this movie's great. And, you know, funny enough, Gogs is like, I like feel good movies. I don't. I, I kind of hate feel good movies. Because I usually feel like um, I feel like movies that are overly positive or disingenuous, and I don't feel like they like I I, I always I don't know because I'm I just I like I always like more dour depressing movies, but I love this movie. I thought it was great. Well, it, you, can, it felt, you can go watch uh, go watch The Blind Side now. Oh yeah, with all the shit that came out now. Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, also, about that, people are mad at Sandra Bullock. Like, she's an actress. What the fuck? Did, like, why are you she mad has at her? No, she has she no did, stake in this. Yeah, she had nothing to do with it. Like, anyway. Um, she got but, that Oscar. Uh, people are fucking dopes. Like, like anyway. Like, you realize um, she's not. Yeah, she's the not the lady. <laughs> yeah, she's not the lady. Um, also, what a fucked up story that whole thing is. Um, but anyway, no, uh, this movie is fantastic. Like I, again, like I, I feel like a lot of feel good movies are kind of phony and I don't feel like any of this is phony. It all feels very genuine. And like I said, I feel like the movie goes a great length to really, really, I mean, the, the core of this movie is, is the friendship of the characters. And I feel like they do such a great job 
with you feel like you know these characters and you understand their relationships and how strong their bonds are. And there's there's little scenes in this that I really, really respect. Like the first time uh Rudy pulls out the Dolomite character at the club and he's doing kind of like the rhythmic, you know, he's kind of like it's almost like it's it's almost like freestyling in a weird way, but the comedy. But then um Craig Robinson's band comes out with him and starts kind of playing down some lines so he can kind of he can kind of groove to what they're putting down. And I love that. I just that, oh, that he, alone, so he tells like the first joke and the guy gives him like a half ass like uh he gives him a rim shot. Rim shot and he's like Yeah. Fuck he's like shit. no fuck that weak shit, man. Give me that real like uh yeah. like lean on it. Give me that real heavy works. shit. Lean on it. Like it's cool. Yeah. Like and I loved it. And it's like that alone, like the fact that like his friends are invested in his success. Like I said it earlier, so, right? Go ahead. But, but real quick, that scene you came, the scene you just mentioned, right? And I think this yeah. helps set the tone of the movie for me. I, because like I'm used to watching jaded films, yeah. I thought that him being the star was going to upset Craig Robinson, and then Craig Robinson's character is going to be like, "How can you taking the shine off me?" And but when he comes out on stage and he starts accompanying him, I'm like, oh. Uh, this is like lovely just, and supportive. Uh, you're also, just thinking of a uh, walk hard. Walk hard. I was gonna say. Yeah. Does anybody think of him in Walk Hard, where it's like, uh, you know, that scene where he, he breaks both his hands and then Dewey's like, "I've been watching all the songs." Like, don't your Negro man? Yeah, you gotta love Dewey Cox. You gotta, love, you gotta love your Negro man. God, I love Walk Hard. I love Craig Robinson too. Underrated actor, really. I think he's he's just, he's great. He's he's got a great charisma to him. But he's everyone, got a, he's got a show on. Uh, Oh, you told me about that. Um, Peacock is really good. The season two is about to come out. It's about him. It's got a, it's got a weird title, doesn't I it? Forget what, I think it would be called Killing It. Killing yeah. That's it. That's it. But it's about him killing pythons in the, in, uh, Florida to get the bounties on them to make money to fund his, uh, his a, prostate a, drug company that he wants to start. The weirdest goddamn premise <laughs> I've ever heard in my life, but I love it. Um, anyway, I, I, I love this movie though. I thought it was great. I, um, I, I just, it's just a fun, like heartwarming movie and it's funny. And it, again, it's authenticity just like, it just bleeds through the screen. Like it just feels, not only does it feel genuine as a story, but it feels like the people that made it real, everybody was in on this. Like everybody really wanted to make this and it kind of mirrors the story in the film. And I, I thought it was great. And I, I said this to you guys in the, in the chat. But I, I'm, and I, I shouldn't be surprised, right? Cause the Academy fucking sucks. But like, this should have gotten like some kind of, like, this should have gotten more critical, like acclaim. Like, I, this is really well made. Also, well, I don't think we mentioned it. The movie looks great. Like, it's shot really well. Like, it's not like a lot of biopics, um, not good ones tend to be kind of flat because they're kind of relying on more of like you knowing the story. And but, like, this is shot really well. Like, every, this is just an A plus, A plus. A plus, A plus production. I really loved it. It's a ten for me, dog. Great movie. Um, so yeah, that is my name is Dolomite. Dolomite is my name. Mm. Uh, great, great film. Highly recommended. Check it out on Netflix before Netflix like takes it off of Netflix for some stupid reason. Because you know they might. They're very dumb and they're weird. Um, what's next week? Next week's a new month. September. What's September? What's September? Alec. Alec, oh, Alex muted. Hmm. Uh, it's it's September. 
That's right, Stifler. It's a Sean All William Scott movie. Movies. Sean William Scott. Oh, uh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, anybody have a pick already? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Becky too. Oh, oh interesting. Uh, okay. Easy enough. It's already on the flex. Yeah, but I haven't seen it. I want to see it. You've seen Becky one. You've seen Becky one, right? Yes, I've seen the first one. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. The whole reason, uh, the reason I came up with this month is because Sean keeps talking about wanting to watch Bulletproof Monk. I, you know, that was going to be my pitch. So, yeah. <laughs> we uh, already watched the rundown, right? Recently, yes. right? We, we, I don't know. About Not this recently. Thing. It's been we a while. We watched it on the but... show. We did watch it on the show. I remember liking it. I think it got fairly positive reviews from us. I might pick Evolution. I never saw it. Oh, I, I remember that people. That movie's so fun. I, yeah, I remember people telling me that movie was great. I've never seen it. That's going to be my um, pick whenever that comes around. All right, so next week, Becky 2. Excited you all to watch it. I really enjoyed it. I haven't seen a, it yet. So a movie fun. I was lucky enough to do fucking promo art for from the distribution company. How cool was that? Shout out mm-hmm. to Quiff. Shout out to uh, Quiver Productions. A very nice Quiver Distribution. That's the probably oh, one of the there we go. One of the coolest experiences I've had so far doing art. That was such a such a neat opportunity. I'm glad you're disclosing that so we don't get gamers gated over this review that we're going to do next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that yeah. I Perfect mean, score tens across we, the board. We love the first one, so I, I mean, oh, the first one's tremendous. Yeah, I, I think I think you all will be pleasant. I think you'll, I was going to say pleasantly surprised, but I think you'll be happy with this next one. So, all right, everybody, I'm going to get some dinner. I am fucking starving. Uh, till next week, friends. Shout out to Sean, uh, sucking his dad's dick during a hurricane. Here I am. I honestly Rock didn't even you. know there was hurricanes starting already. Yeah, I had no clue that it was going to happen there. I knew they were talking about the one in California. I was like, I, I didn't realize there was one turning up fucking west coast of Florida. Seriously though, Sean, uh, be safe. We love you. <laughs> All right. Bye everybody. Let Later, em. dudes.